Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing the narcissistic trance. Before we begin, I want to invite, like I did a few episodes back, everyone to the Magnolia Healing Center community Facebook group. This is a group designed to assist you on your healing journey. Lauren, my wife and co-creator of the Magnolia Healing Center, along with myself, have designed this group to hold space so we can heal together collectively and we offer different modalities of healing as well as group meetups. So if you would like to join that community and haven't done so yet, uh, it is a group that has grown to over 70 members, so we are very much excited about it and we are continuously growing. I'm gonna leave the link to that specific group in the description section below, so feel free to uh, reach out and connect on the Magnolia Healing Center Community Facebook group. So for today's episode, we're gonna discuss the narcissistic trance. Now, this is what happens in the love bombing stage. The love bombing essentially puts victims in a very calm and open state that allows for the narcissistic abuser to slowly alter the consciousness of their victims. So how the narcissistic perpetrator, how they talk, the tone of their voice, the subtle mannerisms, the way they walk, the way they carry themselves, essentially it's all designed to make an impression on their victims and to pull them into their world, into their frequency, into their vibration, and ultimately be a source of supply for the narcissistic perpetrator. So once victims are seduced in this way, what they're going to do is they're going to willingly give up control and power over their minds to the perpetrator, obviously not aware that the perpetrator is doing what they are doing. And then the, uh, the narcissistic abuser will then work on their victim's mind to manipulate them, brainwash them and alter their consciousness. So the narcissistic mirroring that takes place where the narcissist will reflect back to you and make you feel very seen and understood and feel connected. You know, this essentially is to match your frequency and your energy which also serves to create a a deep hypnotic state that happens when we feel like we are perfectly aligned energetically with somebody else and we feel fully connected. The narcissistic perpetrator needs their victims to believe that they are a certain person, that they are someone who is loving, who is trusting, and in essence, everything they're doing is a performance because they're trying to get their victim to believe that they are this certain person and ultimately uh, garner trust. Now, once victims fall for that false persona, in essence, they are all synced up with the allure of this false persona. And now they are, in essence, they're in a trance-like state and they are fully buying into this manipulation, into this trance of a relationship. Now, at this point, they are now reacting to the abuser as if they are this wonderful person who they've portrayed themselves to be. And they now believe that they are this good, loving, compassionate partner. Uh, But in reality, they are not. And this is where the perpetrator can slowly manipulate their victims, alter the consciousness of their victims, using many different techniques to manipulate and brainwash their victims, most specifically gaslighting, which is in essence a way of pulling a victim out of their authentic self, out of alignment into their false sort of twilight zone, which is a highly controlled paradigm of existence. 
Now, this is also why narcissistic abusers, they need their victims to be allured by their charm. And what they're doing is they're disarming their victims through being playful, being fun, you know, excitement. And now this is especially through high states of consciousness, such as experiences that are had when you, you know, high sexual experiences or drugs. That intensity creates an extreme level of comfort, which essentially dissolves all the boundaries, making for a very blissful feeling of interconnection, which is especially intoxicating for people who have the abandonment wound and who deeply crave that human connection. So this process and this manipulation, this love bombing, and then the pulling of the victim into this trance-like state, it opens victims up to sort of a hypnosis, almost like a hypnotic state that, that is created where their minds can be very easily influenced and manipulated and ultimately controlled. Now, once victims are in this trance-like state, it is very hard to come out of since it feels so real, it's all-consuming, and little are they aware, little are victims aware of the fact that they have had their minds essentially taken over by an emotional manipulator who is quite dangerous. So I want to bring some insights from a hypnotherapist. This is Eleanor Greenberg, PhD. She describes how, as a hypnotherapist, there are certain things that she does that can bring the victim into a hypnotic state, ultimately for healing, and then she compares that to the way a narcissist uses that to manipulate victims, pull them into that state, and ultimately use it to harm. So she says like this, why might a person go into a hypnotic state? There are a few common methods that are used by hypnotists to help subjects get into a trance-like state. Here is a typical one broken down into steps. She says, number one, absorb their attention. Get the person to focus on your eyes and voice and follow your directions. Number two is sensory focus. Get the person to pay attention to information coming in from their senses. This is why the old, in the old movies, they show hypnotists holding a watch on a chain, swinging it from side to side, and they ask the subject to follow it with their eyes. So once people are absorbed in some form of sensory information, they usually go into trance quite easily. Number three, she says, ask them to visualize something. This is a standard part of most professional hypnotic inductions. They say, imagine you are in a beautiful state, I'm sorry, safe place where you can really relax. Number four, tell an interesting story. So the hypnotist embeds a hidden message in the metaphors in the story that encourage certain thought patterns and conclusions. And finally, number five, give suggestions. After the person is absorbed and in trance, the hypnotist gives suggestions that because the person is in a trance, they tend to bypass their conscious mind and allow the hypnotist to go right into the subconscious mind. She says, when somebody comes for hypnotherapy, this is all above bored and it is consensual. This person wants to go into the trance. We have co-created together the suggestions I will use that are intended to help the client reach a specific goal, such as becoming more motivated to lose weight or to get over a fear. There is no secret agenda. Every part of the hypnotic session is something that the client is aware of and has agreed to. So now she, go in, she goes into how this relates to NPD. She says, narcissists are not usually trying to hypnotize anyone, but many of the things that they do unconsciously mimic some of the things that hypnotists do to encourage a trance state. Let me give you an example from the love bombing stage in the beginning of a new relationship. So she compares to the five steps of her hypnotic uh, practice. She says, number one, absorb their attention. So usually a narcissist will say, you are so beautiful. I can't believe how amazing you are. And number two, the sensory focus. Quote, let me look into your gorgeous eyes, which ensures that the person is looking into the narcissist's eyes as well. Number three, ask them to visualize something. So the narcissist will say, I can picture us in Paris exploring the city. You know, imagine taking a boat ride down the sand on a beautiful day. Number four, tell an interesting story. So this is where the narcissist will say, there is this adorable little restaurant on the left bank that you will love. I can picture us there having a long, leisurely lunch with a great bottle of wine. The two of us drunk on wine, life, Paris, and love. And finally, number five, give suggestions. So the narcissistic abuser might say something like, imagine us in our Paris hotel 
making mad passionate love every afternoon and then reaches over and gives his date a soft kiss on the lips. Let's go back to my place and practice. So here she compares how a narcissistic abuser is actually quite literally doing things that a hypnotist might do. And for many of these narcissistic perpetrators, they're not necessarily aware of what they're doing, but because they've had a history of emotional manipulation, and in many instances, they have had to become this way to survive, to manipulate their superiors who were exploiting them. So in essence, they are able to, they're masters in emotional manipulation and then pulling victims, the wool over their victim's eyes and using that to exploit. Now, because the abuser has normalized the abuse, and for many people who were raised in homes that were narcissistic, there is this trance-like brainwashing state that comes along with being in a group or a culture or even a society that's entirely gaslit. You know, this trance-like this trance-like state becomes again like the norm for victims, and they have a very hard time believing and perceiving a reality that is outside of this trance. And coming out of this trance can be extremely difficult and even traumatizing because in many instances, they're gonna be facing harsh treatment from the people around them, maybe scapegoated or even bullied to come back into the trance. And uh, the very troubling reality of coming out of this trance where you essentially have to look at the people who you trusted and loved and cared for and who you feel cared for you who have in fact just been using trance to, uh, to control their victims' minds and, and alter their, their consciousness. And, you know, in addition, let's not underestimate the trance that occurs in groupthink. So the energy of masses of groups of people becomes like a trance. You know, energy is contagious. We take on other people's energy and other people take on our energy and that creates sort of a collective consciousness. And this serves to explain why large mass brainwashing that is occurring most of the planet today, when we all start to believe something, it becomes very, very difficult to go against the grain. You know, oftentimes, like in a family of origin, if you decide to walk away in a society, if you try to break off and have your own stream of consciousness and belief system and thoughts, you're going and, and wake up from this trance-like state, you're going to be scapegoated, hated on, and there's going to be bullying. And, and ultimately, it's not going to be very easy to, to hold on to your own in that instance. Now, when it comes to childhood in essence, because everyone around you is thinking and believing and your parents are believing certain lies and manipulating things to like a Truman show, they're kind of setting things up where everyone starts to believe a certain uh, belief system, then it's very hard to, again, go against that grain. That becomes your baseline for reality. That becomes your quote unquote trance. And ultimately it is hard to wake up from that programming, especially when you'll have to face the fact that the people around you who were your parents or your loved ones or your family of origin were in fact themselves very uh, hypnotized. So I want to bring up just a quick paragraph from a therapist. This is Dr. Jan Philemon, PhD. He describes the power of hypnosis. He says that once the client has reached the hypnotic state where he or she is in a state of focused attention, deep relaxation, and a curiously detached parallel awareness, the hypnotist is ready to deliver the therapy by accessing the subject's subconscious mind and thus their learned behavior pattern making system, setting aside the conscious brain. So in this state, the client is most suggestible to desire change. What is important is the transformation of the suggestion into action, and it happens at the subconscious conscious level of the mind. So it's so important to understand that there's a lot of things that are going on around us that we may not have awareness of why it's being done or how it's affecting us. And this is very much how a narcissist, a narcissistic abuser is able to plant seeds and slowly maneuver things and gaslight their victims to pull them into this altered state, this sort of, again, Truman Show type manufactured world. And again, it seems very real because everyone's reacting to it or the narcissist is mirroring as if it is very real. And again, that's how they pull their victims like a hypnotherapist out of the alignment with their authentic self.
So now let's talk about how to get out of the narcissistic trance. It is so important to start to think for yourself and to start to trust yourself. The way out is realizing that you, the truth is inside you. And if you tap into your intuition, your higher self, and you start to listen to that inner guidance system, you can free your mind from that trance, regardless of how many other people are around you and regardless of the trance-like state that they are living in. Now, that being said, it is very hard to do that by yourself. So it's important to find like-minded individuals to connect to so you can feel supported as you release those negative energies and those faulty beliefs and come out of that very dream-like and trance-like state, which is very painful and very oftentimes lonely. So if you find people around you who can reflect back to you or someone who can hold space, this can be usually found in someone, a therapist, a coach, or a friend who understands the brainwashing and it can help reflect back that you are in fact, you know, buying into a faulty belief or, or, or ultimately that you absorb negative messages or are in fact brainwashed and need to come out of that place. So somebody who can compassionately re reflect that back to you and help you come out of that can be very, very powerful. It's so important to challenge everything that you know, especially everything that you learned from your narcissistic abuser, uh, from the culture you were in, if it was gaslit or the society you were raised in, and identify if it is true or if it's not. And even if it is true, oftentimes it was just told to us and we didn't really get to choose it. So if you wanna agree with what your culture, your, 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 you know, your gaslit society or family of origin believed, that's okay, but at least assure that it is coming from you, that it is your choice. It's so important to dismantle old belief system and paradigms. When we are believing old things and when we are holding on to outdated belief systems that are simply false or just not conducive to your growth, that holds us back. And then ultimately we can't set ourselves free. And the truth will set you free. So pay attention to what are your truths, not other, other people's truths, what's true for them or what they told you to believe and realize that what's true for you may not be true for somebody else. And how do we pay attention to our own truths? We have to get in touch with our present moment awareness. We have to tap into our intuition. We have to allow the energy of our soul to shine through and guide us. So again, just be getting back to yourself and getting back to your authentic self, aligning your mind, body, and spirit with your higher self will ultimately allow you to tap in to the truth and the inner guidance system that knows what's best for you and ultimately not have to trust other people who are trying to pull you out of alignment and make sure that you align with their false narrative or their egoic uh, agenda. Now, something very quickly I didn't mention before is that one of the effects of, or one of the ways that a narcissistic abuser will try to trance you or you know brainwash you to get you out of alignment is they will try to limit your perspective. They'll get you to focus on very specific things and only get excited about those things and try to force you to de deny your uh, just larger picture of your specific life. And the reason for that is because when you have a tunnel vision, when you have a very small focus of consciousness, then ultimately you won't see the bigger picture, which is that you're being gaslit and ultimately uh, manipulated on some level. So based on that, in order to out overcome that and come out of that trance, we have to expand our consciousness. We have to become aware of the bigger picture and continue to stretch our minds and to learn new information and become more and more educated and see a broader perspective of life so ultimately we can see how in fact we were exploited and ultimately take responsibility for the things about ourselves that attract and invite those things into our life. So very quickly, you know, something that I've noticed, and this is more of a personal anecdote, is that, you know, when I'm watching television, uh, you know, sometimes I'll watch a commercial, even a TV show, uh, or even sports, you know, I'll notice that I'm getting pulled into this trance-like state. 
And I do feel strongly that a lot of the marketing techniques as well as the commercials use this type of trance-like state to pull at your emotions, specifically the things you get excited about. And once they do that, they can kind of lull you into their world and ultimately it's very profitable because if you can get somebody excited about what you are selling and you can manipulate those emotions, then it is something that will be very profitable and people will ultimately believe whatever you are selling. So it is a, it is a similar concept. I don't necessarily think that all commercials, you know, all television is out there exploiting people, but it is certainly something that is used, and oftentimes it is used uh, globally and for the masses to exploit and to uh, control. And personally, I like to look away from commercials. I don't like to watch them because I know that uh, that they are something that can that are trying to tap into the subconscious desires and impulses. I also try not to listen with sound because ultimately, sound is something that can pull at the unconscious. And uh, even though we're not realizing it, we are constantly being bombarded with messages and trying to tap into those energies and manipulate you, manipulate your unconscious and bring you into that hypnotic state so that you are ultimately controllable. And so this is ultimately a little bit of a personal perspective, but something I like to do to protect my energy and assure that I don't get pulled into any false paradigms uh, that pull me away from my authentic self. And I also want to mention two specific television shows, uh, actually one show and one movie that I just recently watched and I really appreciated, that actually really helped me understand this concept of narcissistic trance. Uh, the first one is The Tindler Swindler. This is a show on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, uh, it's a, a couple hour movie and this individual, he conned women by manipulating them to believe that they were in love with him using Tinder. And he used the same trance. He pulled them into their world and they fell for him and, you know, the love bombing and, and all the, the glamour. And ultimately, the second he got their trust, he exploited them. So a great show there. Another one is Inventing Anna. If you haven't watched this show, it's a real life story of a person named Anna Delvey who pretended to be extremely wealthy and ultimately did the same thing. She conned people by love bombing them and pulling them into her false paradigm of existence. And she was quite a master at it. So two great shows that I highly suggest you check out if you want to have a better idea of how narcissists are able to manipulate people and quite well and people who are quite intelligent and successful into their false paradigm and for their own specific agenda. So I want to finish off like this. I do believe strongly that there is a trance and a dreamlike state that is healthy and occurs when we are aligned mind-body-spirit with our authentic selves. It's essentially this vibration of the present moment and it is incredibly blissful. This trance is the trance that we do want to focus on. This is something we want to create for our lives. And it's one that happens when we follow our intuition, we follow our bliss, right? We make choices that are aligned with our higher self, and we allow our soul to lead us to our purpose and to our dreams. The thing about this is that what's required from us is that we need to show up whole. We need to show up as our true self and fully present in the moment. And when this is the case, we get pulled in the direction of our vision, our goals, our purpose, and fulfillment and happiness and connection as opposed to when we are out of alignment, when we get pulled out uh, into people's worlds that are manufactured, that are false, that are essentially deceptive, which really become a trance. And we get very, we're very susceptible to exploitation and specifically from narcissists who are attempting to pull us into their world and use us for a battery for their egoic and uh, false self. So when we are wounded, we are very susceptible to brainwashing and gaslighting and emotional manipulation. We lack self-awareness when we don't understand how we show up to the world. We are essentially just sitting ducks and targets for people who can use our wounds, our unawareness, and our unconscious, and ultimately our needs against us. So it's so important to go inward and heal and become whole and become independent, develop an independent sense of self. And when that happens, you are not going to Get as easily get pulled into the trance of a narcissistic perpetrator because you'll know who you are. So when somebody tries to pull you away or you'll know what your needs are, you'll know how to meet them, 
So ultimately, when somebody tries to exploit those needs, you'll have a better ability to say no, stand up, and ultimately protect yourself. So this is a struggle for you if you're finding yourself having a very difficult time waking up from this narcissistic twilight zone, dreamlike state, which essentially is brainwashing. I mean, if we're going to be honest, it, it, that really is what it is. Then you are not alone. Many people are struggling with this, and you feel alone because you feel crazy. You feel incredibly alone, like nobody gets you. And in truth, most people are probably tranced. <laughs> most people are probably pulled in to this brainwashing, which makes it even more difficult to find your voice. So if this is something you would like to heal, if you'd like to become whole and find your group of like-minded individuals, that is essentially what the Magnolia Healing Center is about. We want to create a group of people who are trying to get aligned with their higher self, with their mind, body, and spirit, really step into their truths and just wake up from this brainwashing, this societal brainwashing that so many people are struggling with. And ultimately it is not aligned with our truths, with our health, with our, with our happiness, with our goals, our growth. And this is something that Lauren and I are extremely passionate about. So if you would like to join this healing community, feel free to, like I mentioned earlier, find the, the group below. It's a, heal, it's a Facebook group, so definitely uh, join us for that. And if you're interested in going on a healing journey yourself to becoming whole, independent, and creating a healthy sense of self, I'd be more than happy to assist you in that process. Feel free to reach out to me directly. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at magnoliahealingcenter.com. You can reach my phone, 818-210-6049. I want to thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.